your stop for the art of critical thinking in an age of too much information. Tom Friedley at Radio Zeitgeist. It's just one more way of reducing your liberty and reminding you that they can fuck with you anytime they want, as long as you put up with it. As long as you put up with it. Which means, of course, anytime they want. Because that's what Americans do now. They're always willing to trade away a little of their freedom in exchange for the feeling, the illusion of security. What we have now is a completely neurotic population obsessed with security and safety and crime and drugs and cleanliness and hygiene and germs. There's another thing, germs. Where did this sudden fear of germs come from? in this country. Have you noticed this? The media constantly running stories about all the latest infections, salmonella, E. coli, hantavirus, bird flu, and, and Americans are, they panic easily, so now everybody's running around scrubbing this and spraying that and overcooking their food and repeatedly washing their hands, trying to avoid all contact with germs. It's ridiculous and it goes to ridiculous lengths. In prisons, before they give you a lethal injection, they swab your arm with alcohol. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's true. Well, well, they don't want you to get an infection. And you can see their point. Wouldn't want some guy to go to hell and be sick. It would take a lot of the sportsmanship out of the whole execution. Fear of germs, why these fucking pussies? You can't even get a decent hamburger anymore. They cook the shit out of everything now because everybody's afraid of food poisoning. Hey, where's your sense of adventure? Take a fucking chance, will you? You know how many people die in this country from food poisoning every year? 9,000, that's all. It's a minor risk. <laughs> Take a fucking chance, bunch of goddamn pussies. Besides, what do you think you have an immune system for? It's for killing germs. But it needs practice. It needs germs to practice on. So, so listen. So listen. If you kill all the germs around you and live a completely sterile life, then when germs do come along, you're not going to be prepared. And never mind ordinary germs. What are you going to do when some super virus comes along that turns your vital organs into liquid shit? I'll tell you what you're gonna do, you're gonna get sick, you're gonna die, and you're gonna deserve it because you're fucking weak and you got a fucking weak immune system. Now, hey, God it. Hey. All right. Let me tell you a true story about immunization, okay? When I was a little boy in New York City in the 1940s, we swam in the Hudson River, and it was filled with raw sewage, okay? We swam in raw sewage, you know, to cool off. <laughs> and at that time, the big fear was polio. Thousands of kids died from polio every year. But you know something? In my neighborhood, no one ever got polio. No one, ever. You know why? Because we swam in raw sewage. <laughs> it strengthened our immune systems. The polio never had a prayer. We were tempered in raw shit. <laughs> so. So personally, I never take any special precautions against germs. I don't shy away from people who sneeze and cough. I don't wipe off the telephone. I don't cover the toilet seat. And if I drop food on the floor, I pick it up and eat it. I eat it. Yes, I do. Even if I'm at a sidewalk cafe in Calcutta, 
The poor section. On New Year's morning during a soccer riot. And you know something, in spite of all that so-called risky behavior, I never get infections. I don't get them. I don't get colds, I don't get flu, I don't get headaches, I don't get upset stomachs. And I, you know why? Because I got a good, strong immune system and it gets a lot of practice. My immune system is equipped with the biological equivalent of fully automatic military assault rifles with night vision and laser scopes. And we have recently acquired phosphorus grenades, cluster bombs, and anti-personnel fragmentation mines. So, when my white blood cells are on patrol, reconnoitering my bloodstream, seeking out strangers and other undesirables, if they see any, any suspicious-looking germs of any kind, they don't fuck around. <laughs> they whip out the wexen, weapons, they wax the motherfucker, and deposit the unlucky fellow directly into my colon. <laughs> into my colon. There's no nonsense. There's no Miranda warning. There's none of that three strikes and you're out shit. First defense, bam, into the colon you go. And speaking of my colon, I want you to know I don't automatically wash my hands every time I go to the bathroom, okay? Can you deal with that? Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. You know when I wash my hands? When I shit on them. That's the only time. That's the only... And you know how often that happens? Tops, tops, two, three times a week, tops. Maybe a little more frequently over the holidays, you know what I mean? And I'll tell you something else, my well-scrubbed friends. You don't always need a shower every day. Did you know that? It's overkill. Unless you work out or work outdoors or for some reason come in intimate contact with huge amounts of filth and garbage every day, you don't always need a shower. All you really need to do is to wash the four key areas. Armpits, asshole, crotch, and teeth. Got that? Armpits, asshole, crotch, and teeth. In fact, you can save yourself a whole lot of time if you simply use the same brush on all four areas. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right.
do it again. The Clusterfuck Nation Zeitcast for Friday, December 10th, 2021. James Howard Kunstler, K-U-N-S-T-L-E-R.com. Hit his Patreon page. And mine too. All right. The Clusterfuck Nation Zeitcast coming at you. I'm Tom Friedley, Radio Zeitgeist. Your stop for the art of critical thinking in an age of too much, so much information. The air coming out, he titles it. Has the illustrious Dr. Fauci not just plum shot his wad now? Made himself, how do you put it delicately, something less than uh, helpful in the public health sphere? Worn at his welcome a little bit? We have been a kind and generous nation through our history, after all. Patient to a fault with all sorts of public rascals, Jim writes. I'm sure you would agree. An apology and discreet withdrawal from the scene might buy him a few years of elder peace at some ocean or desert retreat, dandling the grandkids on his tender lap even while the prosecutors construct their case. And by then, of course, the spike proteins moiling in the conus arteriosus of his shriveled heart, gift of his own marvelous science project, will have worked their hoodoo and punched his ticket to the great cane of function Palookaville up yonder. Come on, can Jim ride or what? Continuing, uh, or is he rather begging for the rope at the end of the lamppost now, along with a few thousand other public figures around the world? I mean, moving the goalpost yet again the other day, there on CNN with the ever-glowering Kate Boldman saying it was, quote, not a matter of if, but when, conscious would provoke him. Dr. Fauci, a.k.a. the science, to declare the already vaxxed, even the multi-vaxxed, and once boosted, unvaxxed, the whore. I'd calculate that the internet campaign to purchase the aforesaid rope would take about 10 seconds flat, including the login. I'd be in and out in two seconds, if that. Continuing, it's beginning to look like Americans have had enough of this monkey business, losing their livelihoods, their futures, their reasons to live. And now this malignant dwarf of a government witch doctor wants to come for their children? Homie, don't play that. And, by the way, Omicron is no Darth Vader, and Dr. Fauci is no Obi-Wan Kenobi. Omicron is a punk-ass computer iteration of the original SARS-CoV-2 computer model of a frightful pandemic agent engineered to drive the Western advanced nations batshit crazy, literally, so as to distract them from the criminal ineptitude of their financial managers. And now that the virus narrative is unspooling, it's showtime for the terminal financial follies of the age. How long could the folks over in accounting hold back the tides of default and bankruptcy? How many millions of fingers would you have to find to plug all the holes in that dike? For many years, probably as many as Kate Bullman has been scowling, the damage has accrued as the industrial nations grappled with the conundrums of wealth production via the decline of primary energy resources, and they are fresh out of tricks. All that ledger domain with the suppression of interest rates and self-dealing in bonds, gaming the equity markets with surrogate shadow bidders, playing hide-the-salami in structured investment vehicles and special-purpose entities, and kiss the lizard with collateralized debt obligations, leveraged ETFs, credit default swaps, interest rate swaps, commodity swaps, currency swaps, binary options, subprime this and that, 
National League RBI futures, gentlemen's bets and side bets on bets, in plain old thieving, bought the advanced nations a few decades of breathing room before the whole reeking scaffold of folly groaned in blue. CBS News reports this morning that, quote, household wealth has surged an astonishing $36 trillion. Our Federal Reserve says so in a 205-page statistics dump. Oh, really? Jim asks. Do you know what that is? It's called air. Something you can see clean through because the thing that is supposed to be there is not there, namely what money is supposed to represent. This is the financial narrative, cousin to the virus narrative, making manifest the non-manifest, a ghost story around civilization's campfire. Any minute now, the air is going to come out of the family rooms and these hypothetical millions of suddenly rich households and the people within will suffocate financially. The New York Times will report them as COVID-19 deaths, I'm sure, Jim writes. The now notorious Chinese real estate giant Evergrande missed the coupon payment on its bonds the other day. Evergrande builds 60-story apartment towers made mostly of sand. Somehow, the bag holders, even in China, where buying real estate has enjoyed the rush of novelty in recent years, begin to scent the odor of failure in that bloated corpus of fraud. Who among the 12 regional Federal Reserve Bank presidents here in the USA happened to short those bonds, I wonder? And is the Biden family operation sitting on any of that paper? Hunter would be dumb enough to take bundles of it in lieu of cash payment for ahem, services rendered. Does Evergrande's distress set off a financial contagion in China now? And does it spread around the world like a novel coronavirus? Anyway, there's enough foul air coming out of America's own over-leveraged house of financial horrors, and Europe is a veritable Hindenburg of flammable gas waiting for a mere spark of static electricity to go kerblooey. Even while it ramps up an epic persecution of its unvaxxed populace, at Christmas time no less, what geniuses! Including today, Jim in New York writes, the authorities everywhere in Western civilization are suddenly short on legitimacy and at every level of every department and agency. What happens when nobody believes any of their bullshit anymore? I'll tell you what happens. Hillary Rodham Clinton gives a, quote, masterclass in resilience on YouTube. Check out the trailer for it here. There's a link. Weep along with the old gal as she marinates in her special puddle of narcissism She's aiming to come back into the arena, you see, just as the phantom president, Joe Biden, fades into the woodwork, moaning as he vaporizes like Jacob Marley in chains. And so, HRC seizes opportunity, emerging like Rodan the flying reptile from her smoldering volcano of political slumber. She wants to share with you the heartwarming victory speech she failed to deliver in November of 2016 when Russia cheated her of her grand prize. She's as sincere and authentic as a loaf of Velveeta. Her stepping on stage like this signals the end of something big, Jim writes. Batten down your Christmas tree. It's going to be a bumpy ride into the holiday. And bump yourself along to a holiday on Twitter at Radio underscore Tom on Twitter. I am Tom Friedley. Tom Friedley, F-R-I-E-D-L-E-Y, on my anemic Instagram presence. The Radio Zeitgeist on Facebook. Hashtag Radio Zeitgeist Global Broadcasting Network.